2, The Power of More from Brockmeier and Zalo. Innovation Thinking. Today's episode is about the role of women in innovation society. Before we get our guest into the conversation, I would like to introduce the co-host of the podcast, Mr. Dieter Brockmeier, the innovation expert at the Diplomatic World Institute. Hello, Dieter. How are you? As always, how can you ask me? It's a, I'm always fine when I'm especially with uh, great guests. And um, I'm really happy that we finally managed to get um, Vasilisa on our uh, episode on the International Women's Day, even with some delay, but there were good reasons for it. Um, so very happy, Vasilisa, to have you here. And she's definitely uh, right out on the frontier of innovation with her conference. Yeah, and now to our special guest, Vasilisa Marinschuk. She is the Director of International Relations and Engagement at the Blockchain Center in Catalonia. Hello, Vasilisa. Thank you very much for joining us today. How are you? Hello, Christian. Hello, Dieter. Well, first of all, it's a very big pleasure to be here. And again, my apologies for being so on delay with this episode. It's partially my fault Not at because all. of my location. Because of my location, so it's all taken. Um, so thank you very much for postponing. So I'm doing very well. I'm here in Barcelona. Unfortunately, not that sunny today, uh, but very happy to be here with you guys. Good. Pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Let's start with the first question. In your career at this point, do you find it easier or more complicated to be a woman? To be very honest, I mean, I've been thinking through this over years and how my life was changing. Right now, I don't think that I'm more and it's easier, it's harder. I would say it's the same for me personally. I know that some women will say it's harder or it's easier. For me, it's the same. I always treat myself as a professional. I always present myself as a professional. Never want to be looked at as a woman or as a man or as a human being. That's what is important. And that's how I usually treat people around me and all whatever I'm hiring personnel. So I don't see it's difficult to be a woman right now in innovation stage. It's very much welcoming. And for example, in Blockchain Center de Catalonia, okay, let, let's be very honest here. When we started, I was only non-Catalan and only woman when we started. <laughs> so it was very funny. <laughs> but right now in the center, I mean, when we talk about people who work there, there are lots of girls working from different ages and areas and stuff. So more actual personnel working in the center are girls. So is it easier for them to get in? Not really. It's just because they showed their capabilities and we hired them. That's as much as this. Okay, so let's put it from the other side. Equal opportunity, is this a reality or still a wishful thinking? Oh, that's, that's a very good question. Um, to be very honest, and I hope people will not be mad with me for my, for my position, I don't believe in equal opportunities in general. I don't believe that they, it's not important. It is very much, but they do not exist. They never existed. They will never exist in the future because we never start from the same point. It's only in very strange utopic books and movies where you see that people live in the same house, they drive in the same car, they wear in the same clothes. That's why they have the same opportunities. Yes, but we're coming from very different cultures, different economics, 
areas and stuff. So we never have the same opportunities. And it doesn't matter what gender you have sometimes. It's just from where, are you from Africa? Are you from US? Are you from Ukraine? Are you from Russia? Are you from Germany? You never have different, uh, same opportunities. You, we can't say, we can say that we have the same opportunities when we are from the same bubble. Like we work in the same organization and they open up a position and they say, if you have these criteria and you work in the same company, you can apply for this position with equal opportunity and we will make sure that anybody can get it as soon as you fit. Or when kids from the same school who've been studying the same subjects, private school or public school, they have the same opportunities to get into a particular university or set of universities. Yes, on that very little scale we have, but globally, it's almost impossible. I honestly, it's I don't believe into this because it doesn't work like this. It's very hy hypocritical to talk about this even. So if somebody doesn't agree with me, that's okay, but that's my personal take on that. Well, basically, first of all, what are you doing? Uh, you should uh, you should tell us. And basically, yes. Um, so is it is it helpful to being a woman in what you're doing, especially in all this interaction with with people, and to be very communicative? I think that is something that uh, could be an asset. Yes, I mean, exactly what I'm doing, because I'm working with the relations, international relations of the center uh, as one of the founders. And plus, I'm also a director of the main event of the center, which is Democracy for All Conference, uh, the international one, which actually started before the center was created. And probably, probably it is. It is contributing sometimes. It's again, it depends on the type of people and personalities you meet. Sometimes the way that you are a girl or a woman, let's say, and you're nice and pleasant and you're not very pushy into people, that creates a little bit of a bridge from the beginning so you can build a relationship around that and just, you know, but it always like be nice to people, they will be nice to you most of the times. But sometimes it can be taken on the other hand, and I, I, I faced it several times, that you come into the room and people look at you not as a director or whatever, that you're leading something. They first, they, they see a little girl. I'm actually very short. I did her nose because he saw me uh, in life. And I look very young, much younger than I actually am. And people take me as, this, oh, it's a little girl. She came here. She's probably just an assistant of somebody. I'm like, oh, what an assistant. For God's sake, right? Um, actually, I'm this, this, and that. I achieved this, this in the life, but I cannot give to every single person my, you know, my, my, my CV first in, in front of my face. That that's kind of ridiculous. I try never to take it offensively because to take things offensively never, never helps. I mean, unless it's a really a thing which is made on purpose and in your face or something, but. This is stereotypes, they, they stay with people sometimes. So I'm, I'm trained to break it a little bit. And again, by kindness and uh, explanation, just open up to people and say, look, that's how it works, that's who am I? And you can take me seriously, you know, I'm gonna do stuff for you and we're gonna do stuff together. Uh, but you have to take, start taking me seriously. So yes, sometimes it helps, sometimes it kind of works against you, but there are workarounds. Well, but um, I think you also, uh, with your conference, you have a very interesting approach um, because uh, you're focusing on, on governance. And uh, so the, that's a very uh, unique approach, um, I would uh, assume. 
Yeah, I mean, the conference, if we talk about this, um, well, giving you a little bit, well, to you and to the listeners, uh, let's say, how Democracy for All Blockchain for Governance was born basically in 2019. Happy year, I, I, I think, right? <laughs> Super happy times. Uh, as an alternative, actually, because we've been, we wanted to do the Barcelona Blockchain Week, like there is a Paris Blockchain Week, Dubai Blockchain Week, anywhere. So we, we, we try to connect local community to create mini events around something. So we had to do something, something big. So we decided, okay, what kind of event can we do? We can do the events which are happening all over the world about trading, crypto and stuff. I'm like, okay, yes, we can do, but how do we, how do we different from anybody else? And then we thought that actually the idea of democracy for all, uh, blockchain for governance, that's the full name actually of the conference, is to give the alternative because block, blockchain technology is not just crypto. Crypto is actually a certain percent of this and it's going to be shrinking with time more and more because blockchain goes into so many spheres and governance is everywhere. It's governance of the companies, it's governance of the human beings, it's governance of the, of the state level and many other questions. And democracy is also very wild. So since last year we introduced the 12 principles of democratic governance as our core agenda, which is used by their um, by the European Commission and uh, the, 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 um, and the, the European Parliament and all that. So the idea was to, to showcase different use cases of the blockchain uh, to teach people basically from, from the age of students who are interested to the age of already working professionals about this technology to discuss among uh, three categories, blockchain professionals, policymakers who are making the laws about blockchain and crypto and everything right now without having any ideas sometimes. What is it and how to manage about that? And of course, academia, which can provide a deeper look into the technology in one stage and in one place for two days. That was the choice for, for, the, for the conference. And in the last four years, we were pretty much growing. Not that fast because, again, we are not like a hype right now on that. But it's an important issue, and that's why we see how every year we have more and more participants, both physical and online ones. Blockchain for governance, that sounds very specific. What is the reason for going into this so, so specific niche? Democracy doesn't mean chaos, right? Democracy is a very well-organized organism which governs in a certain way, which where everybody can participate. And very interestingly, the mechanisms we are using right now are not the best ones. They're not the worst ones, that is true, but they're not the best ones. And there are many other cases which can be introduced into the society, more like a liquid democracy, right? When everybody can vote not for the politicians, but for the actual decisions, as soon as it's efficient and can be made easily, right? Or there are certain topics where we can see they are so complex that normal people may not be able to directly be involved in the voting because they have no clue, but they trust some other professionals in that field and they can delegate their voice on these specific questions to this person. And as soon as things are happening right, their voice is still delegated. 
Or for example, when they feel that something is going wrong, something fishy, I'm not gonna give my voice to this person anymore. I'm gonna give it to another, or I'm gonna work directly if I can, right? So there's so many other things which can be sustained with the blockchain with basically even NFTs or whatever, with DAOs and stuff, which can support these type of democracies much more evolved, democracy of the 21st century, 22nd century, I don't know, right? But much better than we used before, because seriously, we are living in this technological world and we're sending our votes via post. Come on, that, that that's surrealistic already. <laughs> so I hope I kind of answered your question. Absolutely, absolutely. But there is still a lot of skepticism regards the blockchain potential, especially outside the mere financial assets. Um, what do you think? What is your position on that? I'm very, let's say I'm a pro-blockchain. I'm a pro-blockchain with, um, with, with, with one thing, right? We have to be very conscious about this technology. Well, let me first start with why I'm pro, because... First of all, this technology is very much unique. It is available, <laughs> sorry, for many, many industries from, as we said, yes, financial assets, of course, but voting systems, uh, supply chain, um, track records of your healthcare, or um, tracking their food and beverages or plastics and everything. And I see that in every single area, we have wonderful companies, startups and the stronger ones who are developing amazing solutions, working solutions. Not all of them immediately super efficient. Some of them still need to you know, uh, bring in the, the power and muscle, but they're working. They can bring value immediately, almost right now. And plus customers are not, you know, uh, bumping on you immediately, like 100 customers, 100,000 customers. No, you have to develop. So as soon as you develop your project, you get more customers. And these projects are super cool. For example, one of the projects which was on their last um, Democracy for All last year and got a lot of funding thanks to the the, the, the people who were on the conference and the, the, the investors there was the Plastics, uh, Plastics.io, uh, powered by another company, Nozama, which actually create a very powerful tool for tracking plastics. And whoever, like PepsiCo, Coca-Cola, Nestle, who provides a lot of plastics on the way, this, this, they can use their tool, they and their customers, to see how much plastics they released and how much plastics they captured and recycled and reused. And all that through the blockchain, everything is absolutely transparent. And just I'm just giving you one simple example. I mean, again, you can even cut it if you will consider it's inappropriate. So, and many others, uh, voting systems already working. Uh, you go to the hospital, sometimes you're making a signature on the iPad, but this is already on the blockchain. That's already because the company who provides the signature, I can recognize their label. They are, again, uh, like validated ID or somebody else, right? Uh, you sign and you know it's on the blockchain and safe. Uh, perfect, wonderful. So no skepticism on that. It just takes time. Plus think about it. When technology was created in 1991, the first papers and whatever, then the Satoshi and stuff, uh, then hype and people were even making 
like comments like, ah, it's gonna die in two years, people get just gonna lose money. Now everybody talk about blockchain, everybody talk about crypto. So give it another five, 10 years, we're gonna be all into blockchain. So I'm very positive. But as I said, I really hope that people will be very mindful because this technology from being super nice, super good, super transparent, can literally bring us to a very uh, difficult moment when we will find ourselves, especially with governments adopting it and not right people sometimes being very interested in that, into the police state, where yes, everything is absolutely transparent and they know your name, your address and everything, and it's on the blockchain, you cannot delete it. Anything you did, good or bad, is always there. You have no means to, to, to protect yourself anymore because everybody knows everything, or at least people who have access. So that should be always very well controlled uh, with, with this type of technology. But again, that's why education is super important. People have to understand how technology works, what it is capable of in good and bad way. And they, they should to understand how to work with that. But these privacy issues, are they just because of the blockchain or you? I, I assume you have the same privacy issues in centralized database systems? Of course, you have you have uh, privacy issues with centralized and decentralized issues. There are always things, you know, that what we say from the centralized, you can somehow you can delete and nobody you can never go back and say, ah, it was there. No, no, because somebody who can take a decision, he can delete it. In blockchain, you cannot, though in private blockchains, again, it's a little bit easier. So it's not only about privacy on that side. But when you say, for example, European Union sometimes say this, and from them to hear this is a little bit strange because they're usually fighting against this kind of things. But still, it's apparently it's very tempting. Uh, as well as sometimes you can, you can definitely hear it from China. You can sometimes hear it from the US, from Russians, from everybody. Is that mm, yeah? You can you can manage all the transactions. Okay, you can you can make all the leads in and out. Yes, we want to collect all this information and we want to store it. How we're gonna store it is another another thing, right? So that's something very interesting bells ringing there. So we have to be very conscious about this. Our friend Gordon uh, Vasilisa, I would love to discuss with him the, the, the dark side of the blockchain because we definitely need to be aware of it and a lot of harm can be done and a lot of good can be done. And that's what we're working on. So I think I'm now coming to the promotion block because uh, Vasilisa has become a good friend for over the last year and uh, with the Institute We will do many things together with the conference, and I'm really looking forward to expanding uh, the, uh, the cooperation with you. Thank you very much, Dieter. It's likewise. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a very, very interesting editions of D4A in this year, both in Davos. I still hope it's going to be fine because with everything which happens right now on the main stage of, of the world, let's say, I hope nothing will change to the Davos so far, so good. And of course, for the main event in Barcelona, absolutely looking forward. We covered a lot of different issues in this episode. Let's try to recap. What is your outlook, Vasilisa, on the role of women in our society, with or without blockchain? <laughs> well, I think that the role of the woman is absolutely tremendous as the role of the man. 
to be very, very honest. I'm very much on this side on, on equal parts. I had so many men helping me in my life, um, so many women as well. And uh, I really think we have to cooperate and very important that we have to appreciate the differences we have. We are not the same. We never will be the same. We don't have to be the same. We were not created to be the same. And praising these differences, making us bigger and stronger in that side. So honestly, it's wonderful that we can do together many things right now. I don't say, oh, you're a woman, you should stay in the kitchen, or you're a man and you should go to war. No, of course, that's already super extreme. But it's still, we're still different, even on the biological way so we have to appreciate it and think that the way we think sometimes the way our brain is working and our hearts are working is different and we can enrich each other and that's why in the team it's very cool when we have both men and women together working together it's very poor when it's only girls who creating something it's it's very girlish oh it's only man they create something it's very mannish but when we create together it's for everybody it's something very cool so that's my take on it. Well, I, I fully agree. I mean, uh, we only can win when we're working to, uh, together, not only uh, across genders, but also across borders. I hope we soon will, ret uh, this uh, wisdom, this universal wisdom will become generally acknowledged very soon again. And yeah, um, let's, uh, let's hope all the best for the future. First of all, yes. <laughs> And this was Vasilisa Marinchuk. She is a director of international relations and engagements at the Blockchain Center in Catalonia. Thank you very much for the interesting conversation. Thank you very much for having me today and for being very good hosts, both of you. <laughs> Two, the power of more. From Brockmeier and Zalo. Innovation thinking.